whom we live and move and have our being. Amen. Groucho Marx. Is it too early in the morning for a Groucho Marx story? Well, Groucho Marx one day was standing on a street corner in Montreal waiting for the light to turn, and a priest walks by, recognizes Groucho, and says, Mr. Marx, I want to thank you for bringing so much joy into the world. And those famous eyebrows arch, and Groucho strikes with that sharp wit of his, and I want to thank you, Father, for taking so much joy out of it. Well, Groucho spoke a truth that day, that Christians have a reputation not entirely unearned for being glum. Maybe you know one or two. That's the person who is so serious to the point of morbidity. Almost everything is no laughing matter. They believe that sin lurks on the underside of every joy, and you can never be too careful. So it's safest to be religiously glum. A caricature of this type of person, and here I'm dating myself, is the church lady featured on Saturday Night Live. Some of you might remember this. It was back in the 1980s. Wow. This woman was the epitome of the tight-kneed naysayer, one who sees Satan behind the good as well as the bad. Now, even if you and I are not naturally inclined to be glum, and consider yourself blessed if you are not, during this season of Lent, it's easy for the most joyful of us to even to toward, to toward, toward that sorry state of glum. I had a parishioner once say to me that he hated Lent precisely for that reason. It was such a downer, he said. With the disciplines of fasting and of the special focus on examining our sinfulness, with changes in our liturgy which remove the happy alleluias both said and sung, it's easy enough to neglect Jesus' command, do not look dismal. And if we really get carried away, then in our extremely dismal state, we end up transforming Jesus' call to repent into a call to wallow in our guilt, which God I think, in no way desires us to do. For the purpose of Jesus' call to repent, the purpose of the church's season of Lent is not to the end of self-examination even. It's not to the end of our repentance, and it's most certainly not to the end of wallowing in our guilt because that only serves to separate us from the love of God. No, the purpose of Jesus' call to repent, the purpose of all of these disciplines which we emphasize during Lent, a prayer, fasting, self-denial, self-examination and confession, meditating on God's word. No, all of these disciplines are to the end that, as St. Paul wrote to the Corinthians, we may be reconciled to God. That's the purpose of the season, to emphasize God's call to us be reconciled to him in love. And that's a joyful thing. It's not a glum thing at all. 
to be at one with the one who loves us no matter what and who stands always ready to tell us, I forgive you even before we ask for forgiveness. No matter whether we are worthy or not, no matter what we've done or haven't done, God in the person of Jesus hung from the cross says to us, I forgive you. I love you. Be reconciled. That's how much God loves us. That's how much God desires and yearns for you to be in fellowship with him. That's how much God wants you to be reconciled to God's self so that this Lent becomes a call to be reconciled, and that's a joyful thing. So we take seriously, of course, the call to observe a holy Lent. Take a hard and honest look at yourself. And here I'm preaching to myself as well. Pay particular attention to the patterns of sinfulness which keep you from God's love, from accepting the fullness of his grace. Allow the truth about yourself to break through your defenses and know that the pain of realizing one's own weakness, one's own wickedness, is the pain of our healing begun. And then in the quiet and still presence of God, turn to the one who loves you beyond your wildest imaginings. Return to the one who has the power to change you. Say yes to the one who turned death into life. Be reconciled to God so that come Easter morn you may sing out with great joy, Christ is risen. Amen.